of the Cinematic Universe. I'm Joe, Doug's here, Eric's here, and we got some very, very special guests today, guys. All the way from the whale's vagina, San Diego, California. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy shit. There you we go. Got, I haven't heard that one before. Ever, or every touring <laughs> yeah. band that comes to San Diego. <laughs> Leave it to Joe. Leave it to the uh, Florida guy. No, we have the Tone Jerks, Kyle and Brian. What's up, guys? What's up? What's going on? <laughs> How's it going? Thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, dude, this is going to be fun. I said it through recording, here. man. Yeah. I'm fanboying so much. I love you, dudes. I've, I've made that quite clear <laughs> repeatedly yeah. over, the, over the last couple of years, but you were one of the first podcasts I started listening to, gear-related, and I'm just so thrilled to be working with you. Hell yeah. And now awesome. I guess we're not going to talk gear. We're going to talk about, you know, some, some films. Fuck the gear. Today. It's all movies. Yeah, fuck, yeah. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. So Hell what yeah. is new? What is new with everybody? What's going on with you, Joe? Oh, um, uh, I don't think I told the story on the last episode or not. Um, I was spent the whole day, like, putting up cabinets in my, uh. You did. In my aunt. No, no, I think I told it when, like, Eric was, like, uh. Oh, that's true. You Eric might have dropped been... out. <laughs> but, um. I spent the day uh, helping my aunt and uncle put up cabinets because my uncle decided to walk off the roof like two weeks ago. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, like for real. Like, because we were going to, like, my company was going to be doing his roof, but he didn't trust them to, like, get everything right. So he was up there trying to march it out and literally just walked off the roof. And, oh, like, broke, oh, God. Broke, like, two of his vertebrae. Which, he took a long walk I'm, I'm on a short this, roof. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> kind of like in a funny manner, but that's partially because I'm drunk and then partially because you're coping. Um, we get it. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. He didn't get hurt <laughs> yeah, yeah. that bad. He 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 still is, is functioning. He just has neck and a little brace thing. But Damn. um he uh they were they've been remodeling their house and they're getting the cabinets today, so like we all like volunteered to help since he obviously wasn't going to be able to. And I was very careful to make sure before my aunt saw it to take the beer bottle he was drinking on the roof off the roof oh, first. <laughs> what kind of roof was this? Was this like a, a like a, a, like a mobile home. house or something? No, like a regular mobile home in Florida. Damn. You know, like a regular house in Florida. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's not all the way true because like, like a fucking the, mansion in Florida. If, if that was the if that That's was a double wide, yeah. The, the double wide. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's true, I forgot. Oh, we also have the elusive triple wide. Uh, yeah, that's the real big bucks. I've never seen one of them in person, but I'll tell you what. That's what yeah. Vanilla Ice Triple lives in. Triple yeah. <laughs> what That's what Vanilla Ice lives in. <laughs> oh, that's probably God. true. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm glad your uncle's okay, man. Yeah, like, he'll be good. A couple yeah. more months. Uh, now, what's I've, crazy I've, is he's a lineman for like a, a local electric company, and he fell out of his bucket truck like three years ago, like 25 feet out of the bucket Holy truck. Holy fuck, he must have changed professions. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Needs, like, he needs uh, to move yeah. into management so he sits in a chair. <laughs> he, he's a cubicle job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah to, exactly. Stop testing gravity. <laughs> yeah. It works. Yeah, we already know shit. it works, man. We don't need more tests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doug, what's cooking with you, man? What's new? So my what's new is going to be emotional, and, and I'm not shitting because today I got to hug my daughter for the first time in eight months. Wow. Just because okay. we're both vaccinated. Uh, she's down for a visit. Uh, she's doing her taxes and she needs a little assistance. Um, it's if you know me, it's kind of scary that I'm the one providing assistance when it comes to that. But um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we got to just full on hug today. And uh, the last time that happened was at my my oldest son Tim's wedding last August. So it was really cool and very emotional. And my wife took a picture and put it on Facebook. 
Oh, but, man. Um, we actually had, you know, we did it for real, and then we had to actually pose for the fucking picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted like, it just right in the right light in the right spot in the house. Like, oh, we got to do it again for the gram. Come on. Exactly. Do it again, but, you, look, I'll, like, I'll hug my daughter every time, anytime. I'm just confused. So, like, so did you yeah. think she had COVID for the past eight months or something? No, <laughs> no, no. But, no, we're just careful. We're careful because, you know, she, she, works, in a, she works in a public space, and, and you know, it, it, we just we're just overly cautious people. We didn't want to take. Look, dude, I got so much wrong with me, man, that if I caught the fucking Rona, that you'd yeah. be fucking memorializing me right now and well, doing yeah, a goddamn. I'd have no one to count. <laughs> I'd have no one to count on for just surprise me. Exactly, you'd be fucking raising. You'd be raising money. So you know, so. No, I. You, we just had to be careful. We just wanted just, to be careful. I just we did always it right. forget that I live in Florida where no, there's no rules. No, exactly. It's way different in the real world. You know. We're um, open for business, baby. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's exactly. a fucking mess. Exactly. Hug, hug smug, man. Pass it around. Um, <laughs> I like, everyone's like, can you believe Texas like, open for their mask? I'm like, we never had one in Florida. <laughs> never closed. I'm like, we you never closed. Fuckers never place. closed. <laughs> you're, you're like, we so. would never do that because we never closed. What's yeah. Corona? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've been fucking grabbing balls and everything for Pretty much, the whole yeah. time. But anyway, yeah, so that was, a, that was a cool, that was a very cool moment today. I was really, really, it was just very emotional. It was cool. That's amazing, man. Yep. Well, I, I uh, let's see, what's new with me? I, we talked about this after the last show, but I met uh, Ernie Hudson in an airport, so that was fucking <laughs> bananas. Because cool. um, I'm a massive Ghostbuster fan, and he was super cool. And uh, I, uh, a couple of days ago, got the opportunity to go to Movies, which is the fictional oh, fast yeah. food restaurant yes. from the uh oh, universe if you will from yeah from the uh, yes. kevin smith films and kevin smith was there with his mom which was really sweet <laughs> oh, that's and she actually great. she came out on a walker and cut the ribbon which you know shit yeah. like that gets me too so and uh <laughs> yeah. i had a feeling he would be there because it was the opening so i brought along some artwork i did uh that was kevin smith centric and uh I brought one for him if he wanted it and one for me so he could sign it and all that good stuff. And it was super validating, man. Like as an artist to to be able to meet somebody and say like I I love your shit. Like your movies are comfort food. You're one of my favorite storytellers and to have that person be like, "Dude, you you made this? Like I love this." It was it was uh the circle jerk like the the feel goodness was just <laughs> yeah, yeah. very real. So yeah. that was that was a cool moment. That's so great. That's awesome. How, how, about, how about you, Brian and Kyle? What's grooving? What's shaking, baby? What is good? <laughs> uh, let's see. Kyle, you want to go first? You want to go? Yeah, mine's, uh, I guess, not as uh, emotional and heartfelt as these guys. But, um, <laughs> so thanks for letting me follow. But, um, there you go. <laughs> bought, uh, bought some cactus today, some succulents. And I'm uh, oh, really? going to be planting them myself. So succulent. Yeah. So, so like some big <laughs> yeah. stuff. Big stuff you're going to plant outside? Pr- yeah. They're, they're actually oh, cool. big, big ones. So. Nice. My wife's been getting me into it. Um, I mean, I I built like a plant stand the other day and um, just kind of, I don't know, like a really long, I mean, I don't know, like six feet long, two mm-hmm. stands. So just finishing up out the backyard and I was like, you know, we're going to go to the, to the nursery today and I picked out some stuff I thought was really cool and just not nice. not plants you see all the time and Stuff I mean, that doesn't take too much water. Exactly. Because, Fuck that. Right, right. <laughs> it's an arm and a leg over here for water. So Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's water cool, once, walk away. Yeah. I dig that. I, uh, so. I'll, I'm i going to be a Southwest resident in within the next three years or so. So nice. I can dig that, you know. 
What, what, what are you thinking? You uh, well, you know how you, you know my love for Vegas, so I'm 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 oh, probably yeah. looking in that's that area. I, I mean, that's for. pretty obvious, but like yeah, I really um, think you should move to Tombstone. Well, I you know what? <laughs> hey, who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, no, see though, it's that's an Arizona thing. I don't know if I could fly with that like politically. So it's either New Mexico yeah. area or, or or Nevada. But yeah, so I can I can totally dig that the cacti thing. Does that mean so, you get to have yeah. one of those front yards, backyards that's just a bunch of rocks and shit? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. that's my that's dream. A, yes. That's, that's my favorite here. kind because I don't cut the lawn. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, you can't even find rocks in Florida. It's just a big sandbar, right? <laughs> oh, my God. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> well, that's we my got, We got a lot of concrete, too. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. We got concrete. I'm pouring it. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry. We have concrete. <laughs> yeah. The iguana's got to piss somewhere. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, so, Brian, uh, what do you got? Let's see. For me, I am. I I bought something off Amazon maybe earlier this week, and they wow. kind of get the uh, like, hey, free trial. And I'm just like on my sixth or seventh free trial of Amazon Prime, just because I refuse to pay for it. So I'm at the <laughs> at the point of like looking for all these like little little things just to get, and it's so still really, you know, it just blows my mind that you can order something. I ordered something last night around like you know twelve or like one a.m. And I got it just before heading over here. It's just these little oh, like that's amazing, uh, light you know, uh, you know for I don't know for cameras and lighting and stuff like that. Just like little clamps and stuff like that. Little uh, arms and hot shoes. You clamps. They call me clamps now. So uh, <laughs> it was just something that we were filming yesterday. Filming. God, that sounds dumb. The podcast. And it was like, oh man, if I had this like clamp or whatever. So I looked. Quiet on the set. We're filming. We're doing the podcast, everybody. <laughs> uh, so just uh, lights in different ways. Action. Getting, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and get Did what, they call yeah. you uh, Francis J. Clamps? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give, give him the give him the give him the clamps. Yeah. So I'm uh, John fucking Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> I am just trying to get as much like of the free shipping, next day shipping that I can. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm like, stick it to Amazon. Oh my you know? god. Do I, do I need Hell floss? Yeah. They're, they're mm, struggling right maybe now. Maybe uh, I should. So. Yeah. I heard that. Thinking, I heard uh, Bezos ain't doing so good. Yeah, he ain't looking so hot. Bezos ain't got. He's the on the Bezos. street begging. Yeah, so I'm. Uh, you know, the, to me, I definitely really dig the company called Small Rig for like you know camera equipment. They're all super. It is small. It's compact, but it's really sturdy. So I, I got a bunch <laughs> of these things, and I'm like super excited. It's so boring, but it's like when you're looking at tracking, you're like refresh. Oh my god. I'm getting it today. Oh, it's it's almost it's almost I here, know, right? I, I got like Your a package is ten stops away. I love yeah. that when I get a notification. You I got me? a charging cable for you know my the camera, and I'm like, oh my god, it's on its way today. Ooh, baby, that's great. <laughs> it's the lamest shit, but I'm just like trying to think of like nah, the, one of the small things that I'm not gonna like, you know, uh, ruin my retirement for that I could just fucking start buying. Yeah, I'm like, oh, let's just try and get it in this month and then cancel right before the they charge me for <laughs> yep. Amazon Prime. <laughs> bastard! I refuse to pay that twelve dollars or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> yeah, it's the little things, man. I understand. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but that's kind of it for what's new. A little bit boring, but yeah, you know, we got the podcast working on uh, videos for YouTube and stuff like that of demos and different gear. The YouTube shit's for, great, man. It really thank is. You. Thoroughly uh, enjoying trying, it. Trying to step it up and make it uh, yeah. easy to do, and you know, you know, I don't know. Two of you are so damn handsome that you fucking <laughs> you need to be on YouTube. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank he you. was talking yeah. to me. Hey, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's the gruesome twosome that we got over here. So uh, I guess, uh, yeah, the tone jerks. We also have a YouTube, so that's something I'm really trying to push forward to, like not just do gear demos, but maybe like something a little bit 
maybe using the stuff in a song is something I've done, and so I'm trying different ways yeah. of, of doing that. And I got to implement Kyle. We got to try and get Kyle on the I'm, I'm good. non-podcast episodes. He doesn't want to do it. <laughs> no, digging no. the heels, but hey. <laughs> I got better shit to do. You know, <laughs> so like smash this fucking natty light. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm doing. I'm super excited. So I'm, I'm having <laughs> having fun doing the videos, doing the recording, doing the music, all that stuff. So yeah, it's we're good, digging good it times, good times. And now we're recording a podcast about, you know. Did, we, did you say what the movie was? No, we haven't even gotten to that yet. I, I'm sure people don't who, spoil who, it. Who Brian. clicked on the episode saw the title. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we watched it earlier this week, and we're like, man, I'm I'm excited to do the podcast about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love when like people tease shit. Like the, the name of the episode isn't what they're. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, we, we, if we you've gotten this you far, yet, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know God. what you know what's about to go down. And yeah, Doug. Like we, I, <laughs> Click I have a confession to make about this movie, guys. Yeah. I, I I haven't told anybody this, um, who's involved with this podcast. But this movie came out when I was nine years old. And I shit you not, I was the most excited for this movie to come out. I mean, in comparison to any other movie I've seen in my life, <laughs> there was so much hype in my nine-year-old yes. body for this movie that when it came <laughs> out and I was sitting in the theater, I thought to myself, this is the best moment of my life. <laughs> like it's all been My leading up to this. My nine-year-old life. Yes, I, like, I was. I was so excited for this, and it's I all don't downhill know why. from here. It's all yeah. leading yes. up to this. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I peaked so. at nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I absolutely yeah. did. And oh, man. it's not. You know, it's not that I don't like this movie. Upon rewatching it, it's that I don't understand why it exists. <laughs> that's all yeah well I got some thoughts on that so I mean the movie the, the movie we're talking about is the 1994 uh, released on July 29th 1994 The Mask with Jim Carrey um, it's you know it was yeah it, it falls into a weird space as far as how it was categorized it's it's kind of a kids movie because it's cartoon driven but there is so much you know entendre and, and innuendo in this movie that it gets kind of crazy Hell yeah, but got Eric, worked to, up. Yeah. <laughs> but to your point, man, you know, me being the old fuck in this in this group, it was like me as a kid watching uh Little Rascals or watching the Looney Tune cartoons. We didn't get ninety percent of the jokes, but we still laughed our asses off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it's it's your generation's version of of that stuff. Um, because I mean there's some shit that goes down, you know, I mean you know, with the Looney Tunes and the Little Rascals, there's a lot of fucking bigoted and racist shit that, you know, yeah. they don't even show the Little Rascals anymore. But, you know, as a kid, you know, it probably fucked me up for a while. But, you know, um, it, 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 it went over our heads. But the physical comedy of it, you know, it hit us and made us laugh our asses off. And this movie did the same. And you know what? It does the same for me today. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I really dug this the second, and well, this week, the second and third time. I watched it a couple of times. Um, yeah. I think uh, the, that's one, one of the reasons why I think uh, I think Doug, when you were on our podcast last, we had talked about like, oh, we were going to be on the show, but we got to do the mask. We got to do the mask because that's the funniest like yes. movie that I can think of. Of like, <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of like what Eric said of like, why the fuck did this get made <laughs> exactly. like this? And then exactly. I, I just on, only remember it from being a kid because I haven't watched it since I was right. probably seven or ten years old. And but I still yeah. everything stuck in my head, all the jokes. Um, and then when we rewatched it the other day, I'm like cracking up. I'm like, am I, yeah. 
I do I just have poor taste? I mean, yes, <laughs> no, <in> movies, no. <laughs> but <laughs> I watching. I'm like, this is funny. I don't, I don't, I don't care what you say if it's good or yep. bad. But it still makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah, I. I <laughs> well, this, <laughs> so this anyways, thing succeeds. Yeah, it succeeds solely on the back of Jim Carrey, man. Like he, oh, yes. he yeah. oh yeah, yes, his, and there's a lot of trivia to to prove that fact. Yep. Yeah, this is prime Jim Carrey. Yeah, height of yeah. his powers, man. Like, yeah, this <laughs> yeah. was. <laughs> That's what we were talking about too. This and Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah, Didn't they all come out like Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, and this all come out around the same time. Yeah, it was like all within yeah. three years. Yeah, all we know is yeah. Too, when Nature I films. had a Jim Carrey poster on my bedroom wall. Okay, and if all that gives three of those. Some... <laughs> yeah, all three of those movies got turned into cartoons for kids. Yep, they right. Did. Exactly. They were, like, none of them are kids' movies. No. Yeah. But you know what? Like... They, they they capitalized and, and made the money. I don't know. Ace Ventura 2 was kind of a kid's movie. A little more so, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. The, though. the most grotesque thing in that movie was, well. The the rhino birth. The, and, uh... and then, like, him with the chief's daughter. And, like, the comic. <laughs> yeah. like, right, the, right. The place. But, see, they knew what they had. They they knew what they had in, in, in the second one, you know. Yeah. They had established themselves in the first one. The first one was just. You know, basically let loose on the world. And the first one was basically Dan Marino. No, exactly. And but Ray then they, they they released a cartoon and had the kids in, so they figured let's try to tone this back, tone this down, you know, dial it back a bit for the second one, and it worked. You know, and then I mean, again, you never forget like the in living color days with Jim Carrey too. Well, that's oh, the yeah, thing. Yeah. So Jim Carrey had he basically had two careers. He had he had the living color, and then he released that fucking vampire movie. I forget what it was. Oh yeah. And it was bad, and he he disappeared for a while, well, and then he came back he with this second round of shit that because you know, he so. kept the comedy shit, and then he also had all the serious movies. Well, that was later on. He was able Once to do Bitten that later on. Was the vampire movie right? Once Bitten exactly? That, see, it was that like fucking, rattling around. That yeah. almost killed his Thanks career. For the save there, Brian. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. No, Thanks for I the save IMDb. Yeah, I couldn't remember that one, but um, that I mean that almost killed his career. And, but then he came back with this group of movies, and it helped him. And then he was able to do the serious shit, you know, like the Truman Show and, and, and the Majestic and stuff. So, anyway, so we want to get into this now, boys? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So, as I said, July 9th, uh, July 29th, 1994, this movie was released. I'm sure I saw it in theaters then. I don't remember. Um, my kids were too young, so I definitely went with my wife if we did. Um, but it could have been a VHS thing. Um, mm-hmm. Directed by Chuck Russell. Um, I should have looked up what the fuck else he did, but I'm too drunk to look now, so I don't know. Uh, anyway, but he's done some other stuff that's been good. I'm not, you know, the guy. The, he's, he's definitely a relevant. He's a relevant dude. Yeah, he's a relevant dude. So he didn't so do a bad the, job. I hate it. When exactly. Do a bad job. Exactly. So the movie opens on a shot of what we find out is Edge City. So this is where the whole movie takes place in Edge City. Um, it looks like a <laughs> 70s New York shithole, basically. Yeah. Um, there's a hot dog stand right in front of the sewer plant and stuff like that. You know, but, yeah. Yeah, well, what's that odd would, is it actually looks like Los Angeles when they zoom out. The building does. Like, yeah, you know, that's what they did. So, they, they fucking, they, they, well, they, they uh, Matt painted that shit. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a good conglomeration of stuff. But, yeah, it looks like a shithole. And it is, you know, basically, you know, <laughs> given the, the theme and the, and the plot of the movie, it is. Um, so, so we get to an underwater dredging project that's taking place in the river there or on the ocean or whatever it is. Um, you know, we see a diver that spots this sort of this buried chest, um, under some rocks and, um, you know, he tries to open his thing just as a pipe is being lowered into the water and breaks and basically 
kills the dude, I think. I don't know. He screamed. I think it was a Wilhelm scream. From, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and, you know, we don't find out what happens to him. But the chest pops open, and uh, and actually right before the, you know, the chest is open, we see sort of a Viking insignia on the, on the top of the chest. Um, it opens up, and we see this wooden mask. It, it floats to the surface. And, you know, as it floats up, we get the title screen. And, you know, the mask is there. Um, you know, it says that across the screen. And then uh, we're ready oh, to Doug. roll. Chug Russell, uh, also known for directing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yes, there you go. Dream Warriors, best best nightmare of all the original nightmares. Um, <laughs> that's a great fucking movie. It, really it is. It is. Uh, I saw that in theaters too. <laughs> you got your dream powers now. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> exactly. So corny, but so good. Um, so yeah, we moved to a shot of the Edge City Savings and Loan, um, and you know we got our first view of 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 our uh, hero Stanley Ipkiss. And uh, Joe, I want you to roll this clip because this basically describes Stanley to a T as to what we're looking at for this guy. I got those concert tickets you wanted. <laughs> You're kidding. For Friday night? <laughs> Stanley, this is great. Oh, yeah. So what time should I pick you up? Well, see, here's the thing. My very best girlfriend just came into town, and I know she would die to go to this. So could we maybe get an extra ticket for her? <sighs> They're out. They're sold out. That uh, means there's no more. Oh. Well, I just can't let her sit home all alone. Look, I'll tell you what. Why don't you just go with your friend? <laughs> this is Stanley. I couldn't do that. No, come on. <laughs> Stanley, you are the nicest guy. Ah. Really, you are. Yeah. Charlie, isn't Stanley the nicest guy? The best. <laughs> oh, that was the most sickening display I've ever seen. I disagree. I think I'm wearing her down. <laughs> what a pushover yeah exactly so i mean he is he is what we will learn the nicest guy in the world and i can relate to that so much because i fucked yeah. myself so many times as a young man Me being well. that guy being that guy the nice guy i was in the friend zone before the friend zone even existed as a fucking phrase <laughs> so, you they started it after me yeah you started it yeah, I st exactly. I started the movement. Um, yes, <laughs> you're right, Kyle. Um, so yeah, so so you know, obviously Stanley's you know it is 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 you know just shown in this clip. It sums up his his you know his whole backstory right from the beginning. Um, so right at the end of that, right at the end of that clip, we we also are introduced to his best friend Charlie. Um, and this is a this is a personal sadness for me, <laughs> to be honest with you, because Charlie's played by Richard Jenny who was back in the in the 80s and the 90s, was a fantastic stand-up comedian, um, one of the best. He had so many Showtime specials, just a really funny fucking dude. And in 2007, he took his own life. Um, oh, dang. Oh, damn. Yeah, I mean, he followed the path that a lot of stand-up comedians, not a lot, but that, that, you know, that tortured, you know, thing that you hear about stand-up comedians a lot. And he, he got to a point where he was, you know, he was – deep into the drugs and whatever we're not going to dwell on this but he took his own life and that hit me hard when it happened just because again he he was one of my comedy heroes growing up and he's a really funny dude uh. 
But anyway, in this in this friend relationship, Charlie is you know he's the player, he's the ladies' man, he's the guy who gets things done, um, you know, and he genuinely loves uh, loves Stanley. You know, it's not one of those things where he's taking advantage of him. He may you know inadvertently and accidentally do that, but he he's got a connection with Stanley. He digs him as a person, so they you know they do a lot of hanging out. Um, so he sees that 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 Stanley's down from this you know interaction with his coworker about the concert tickets, and he offers to bring Stanley to the hottest club in town, uh, the Coco Bongo. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> fucking Coco love it. Bo- yeah, yeah. The Congo, Coco Bongo. Sounds um, like it should be a Miami. Yeah, exactly. For real. It exactly. looks like a, like a South Beach-type club, too. Yeah, it looks yeah, – I, I called it like Miami Vice, <laughs> Miami Vice-ish. You know, it looks yeah. like Miami Vice. Yeah. And it hit cool, cool fucking factoid. It actually exists in Cancun, and it's owned by Jim Carrey. And it's oh, open oh, today. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like that, but yeah, it's a big sort of a grand, like, um, sort of like club like that review club where there's big fucking music numbers on a gigantic stage. And, you know, yeah. it's for the tourists in Cancun. But yeah, a, at least at one point, Carrie owned it. I don't know if he does today. But yeah, it's still open and, and they're rocking down there. Um, mm, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we take a quick shot outside the bank. It's pouring rain. And we get our first glimpse of, um, as in the opening credits mentioned, introducing Cameron Diaz. And boy, does she get introduced. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we get introduced to the fourth character, which is just the male gaze. Holy fuck. <laughs> I mean, I remember seeing it in the theater, and I remember, remember having that reaction before Jenny and Carrie have that reaction seeing her like the i don't know i could go on for hours about that <laughs> but take it easy take it easy <laughs> because Flash she's water so, on you <laughs> she's she's such a stunner and and yeah you know I, i'll take i'll take the line from the <laughs> from the office my favorite fucking michael scott line when he meets uh what's her name quincy jones daughter and he goes oh you're jones. exotic looking is your dad a gi <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay like Cameron I'm, Diaz. I'm just is, saying there's something about Mary. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's just something about her that's different. You know, there's there's beauty and classic beauty like Brooke Shields. And there's you know <laughs> there's this beauty yeah. that she had. So anyway, we'll move on from that, but she was you know, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> You're like, getting a little hot under the collar there, Doug. No, hey, I'm not. I'm not. I'm open <laughs> She's about a nice that. Nice looking lighting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, op- I'm open about that shit. There's no question about that. I mean, that dress leaves very Woo! little to the imagination. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I've, I've all I've always been a fan from you know, of course, something about Mary. This movie, yeah. any given Sunday, Vanilla yep. Sky. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. It's just no, and she's oh, I'm so glad you mentioned Vanilla Sky because that's a great fucking flick. Oh, because she's so fucking um, crazy in that movie, and she well, and she's nuts in that. But no, she's I mean, Cameron Diaz has established herself as a, as a rock solid, you know, actor in anything she does, whether it's comedy or, or, or drama or anything. Besides the the looks are the looks, but she's she's good, you know, she's good in anything she does. Um, and some quick facts. Obviously, that was her first role. Um, she was not the first choice. She had auditioned 12 times for this fucking movie. And the studio actually wanted Anna Nicole Smith first, which would have, it would have exiled this movie to fucking oblivion (laughs) because she was hot looking, but she was just an empty fucking vessel. (laughs) That's a one way (laughs) ticket to the $5 Walmart movie bin, man. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. 
Um, so we, you know, a lot of a lot of tumblers had to click into place, and they did, and and you know that's why we are where we are. So that's pretty cool. Um, and <laughs> Charlie's comment when she walks in, he goes Keller at three o'clock, <laughs> and then yeah, then hit Charlie and Stanley just oogle her, and just their jaws are dropping. Um, you know, Charlie tries to be a slick guy, wants to hold her coat and stuff, but uh, Tina Tina Carlisle is her name. She zeroes in on Stanley like right away. Um, you know, we come to learn why is it, you know, she's, she comes in want open an account, but she's casing the joint for her uh, boyfriend crime boss, um, you know, to the point where she's got a camera in a bag and she's filming the vault just to get, you know, so they get the layout of the land there. Um, the camera was huge. Yeah. I know. Giant. Right. Yeah. That's, that's 1994 <laughs> tech, baby. She basically had, had a duffel bag and be like, oh, exactly. this will be inconspicuous. My purse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The size of a dinner plate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was so great. You know, hey, but 94, we weren't looking for that shit, so we didn't even see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want you know? a camera with a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, wait. Well, there's lead wait. bricks uh, lining. <laughs> Put you in traction when you pick it up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. She had strong shoulders. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so you know, she's filming the vault. So like, you know, at this point, Stanley is nothing but a tool, you know, to her. Um, you know, he's so flabbergasted by her beauty that he tries to sharpen a pen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which doesn't go well. And then, you know, he, he talks about the accounts and ends with, we can even put your money in a mattress and throw it in a vault, which is a funny fucking line, um, you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, um, you know, she they wrap their stuff up there in the bank. And then uh, we had to uh, her boss's office, Dorian um, uh, Tyrell, um, his name in the cat. I mean, it, it, Peter Green is the actor and he's he's his claim to fame is Zed from Pulp Fiction, maybe. You know, so Zed's dead, yeah. baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his name is not Tyrell in the in the cast list on IMDb, but it, it gets said by I think by his his boss Nico at some point. Um, anyway, so we we meet Dorian. Uh, you know, he's a wannabe crime boss of Edge City. You know, he's he's uh, second banana. He wants to be first. Yeah, uh, I, I think when we, when we were seeing this part, I'm like, this is like what a child thinks that like gangsters do. They yes. smoke cigars and yes. they play air hockey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like no, hundred percent like a kid's mind of like that's what bad guys do. They wait yeah. to do bad things and they hang out and play air hockey. That's, that's what I absolutely do. Like, Hell yes. And we're it's like, like, like what gangsters yeah. do. It's no, like the modern the air hockey dude. Yeah, I know, right? Quiet over there, guys. Uh you know, talking with the the, the New York accent, Joe, don't yeah. do it. Um, you're, you're laughing, whoa, but whoa, I actually what are you thought talking that. About, Doug? Yeah. Why you got to go <laughs> ahead and bring in my awesome New York accent? Exactly. Oof. Your oh, awesome I know, New York right? lisp, you mean? Yeah. No, this, yeah. this, this, this motherfucker over here. No, when but I was a yeah. kid, I thought all bad guys were A, ninjas, and B, <laughs> did what all the uh, Foot Clan did in the Ninja Turtle movie, yeah. which was like hang out in a giant <laughs> arcade and skateboard yeah. and stuff. <laughs> they, yeah. Would, yeah. they hang out in a warehouse doing things that, like, I you know want to do on the weekend or just like, oh, exactly yeah. like, exactly yeah. like, like selling you, Lucy your, cigarettes. Yeah. yeah, put your feet up. You got Hang a cigar. <laughs> I'm kicking back, my, fucking past using nunchucks. <laughs> no like parents yeah. on a exactly. sign over the door. Kids only. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or they have like a very German leader. <laughs> oh yeah. boy. Oh. We start to go but, in another direction. Then, you know. I know. Yeah, exactly. But, Brian, I'll tell you, you nailed it because I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Johnny Dangerously. No. Um, it's no. a Michael Keaton. All right. We'll, we'll do that one day on the show. But 
it's a Michael Keaton joint, um, and it's a 1920s slash 30s gangster flick where Michael Keaton's a gangster boss and Joe Piscopo is in it pre-assholeness. Um, and Doug saw it in the theater. Yeah, I did. I, I absolutely did like three times because my cousin it and I love that It did come out in 1920. Movie. I know, exactly. Exactly. It was real life then. It was, a, it was yeah. a documentary. <laughs> but anyway, it was just, it was a spoof of gangsters. It was exactly what you described, Brian, is that what you thought gangsters would do in their everyday life, that's what this movie was. It was an entire movie like that. But this is the modern equivalent of that. You're right. Um, <laughs> so we're watching Dorian and Dorian and his, uh, his sort of second in command there, uh, Dr. Freeze, uh, um, he's played by Reggie Cathay. He's one of my favorite actors, man, the wire and house of cards have been in a bunch of shit. Um, they're reviewing the tape to figure out how to best to bust into the vault. Um, you know, Dr. Dr. Freeze is his bag man. So he's, he's got it covered. He's already laying it out there. Um, his only concern at this point is that they are leaving Nico, the, the boss, the, the, the Don, out of the loop. And it's bothering him because, you know, Nico's a badass and he'll fucking kill you as soon as look at you. Um, but we learned that, that Dorian's plan is to fucking get this money because the money's going to help him get rid of Nico so he can take over Ed City. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's got Mr. Dr. Freeze on edge, but, you know, he's willing to do what's got to be done. Um, so now we cut to a scene of, of Stanley heading to the garage uh, to check on his car, which he dropped off for an oil change. Um, yeah. We meet, we meet Burton Irv, <laughs> and they're scamming Stanley big time. And Eric, do you know some trivia about this? I do. So if, if you notice, this garage is actually the firehouse from Ghostbusters. Yes. 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 And it was so cool to, A, learn that, and B, just pause the scene and be like, yes, it's true. Yeah, exactly. It. Everything's the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, it's it was on a set in, in in LA in whatever studio they shot this on. So Warner Brothers and, or something, or yeah, I think yeah, probably. And uh, yeah, it was funny because I maybe remember reading this back in the day, but when I'm watching the movie and I see him walk in and he goes inside and I see the staircase in the back, and I'm looking around and going, I paused it at that point because I wasn't I was only doing like you know. Um, timestamps for for drops. I wasn't even writing notes yet, but I had to stop the movie and look it up. And I was like so excited to see that. So yeah, the Ghostbusters firehouse. It was really cool. It's cool. Um, but yeah, Bert and Irv, man, <laughs> they're a fucking pair. <laughs> Irv, Irv pulls out a part from a car and he goes, "Hey, Bert, you know what this is?" He goes, "Yeah, it's about 110 bucks." <laughs> or some kind of number he throws out. Oh, that was like 700. Yeah, it was like yeah, maybe it could have been. It could have been. Yeah, 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 700 bucks. You know, so. So they tell him that he needs, I don't know, a drum, uh, break drums and fucking transmission or whatever. And, you know, Bert slaps down a shot. fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Bert slams down a fucking contract from the sign. And Stanley's like, but there's no price. There, there's no price. He goes, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, these guys are just the worst. You know, they're absolutely worst. And, you know, at this point, Stanley realizes that uh, he needs a car for tonight. He's going to the Coco Bago and he needs a car to get there. Um, so, so, so Bert, he goes, Hey, Irv, bring around the loner. (laughs) And Irv is like, no, the loner. And yeah, so we don't know what it is yet, but, uh, Stanley's getting the loner. It's Um, a Studebaker. Yeah. There we go. Studebaker champion, 1951. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we now move to the Coco Bongo and, you know, it's an exterior shot of the entrance and 
like I said earlier, you know, I make my notes as very, for me, Miami Vice-like because that was my connection to Miami. <laughs> Unlike Which, Joe living there. I, I'm going to tell you something, though. Like, if you rolled up at a Miami club in a Studebaker, you'd be way more accepted than if you rolled up in a shitty Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I totally believe it. Yeah. Well, you know that like, the Studebaker was an interesting choice because, like, visually, this movie doesn't look super 90s. It looks weird and, like, yeah. art art deco-y. It and... looks like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yes, yeah. but, but, but better CG. Way better CG. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's true. Yeah, so so Stanley pulls up in the loner. Yeah, 1951 Studebaker champion. Um, you know, everybody's gawking at the car and, you know, wrinkling their noses up at it. It's backfiring oh. smoke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he fucking, the, the, the valet gets gray. in it. Yeah, the, the valet gets in it and, 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 and uh, Stanley slaps it and the fucking hubcap falls off. Yeah. <laughs> he bends down and has to throw it in the back seat. Yeah. Um, and he, he has to push him. He starts pushing the car with yeah. the valet to get it out of the way. Um, so, yeah, so he, you know, he, he weaves his way through the crowd. He hooks up with Charlie, who introduces him to the two ladies he's got that, that night. You know, yeah, Stanley's a big banking bigwig. <laughs> and Stanley's so nice, he can't even lie. You know, again, me, me very relatable. You know, no, I'm not, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like, no, Brooke Shields, it's okay. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um so yeah, Charlie calls over his buddy Bobby the bouncer <laughs> to the gate, you know, to the to the rope there, and he, you know, he flashes a, some some money, and Bobby welcomes him. He moves the rope, he lets the rope loose, and you know, in the in in the shuffle and confusion, typical Stanley, he misses the opportunity, and you know, Charlie and the ladies are in, and he's still stuck behind the rope. Um, he tries to get Bobby's attention, and he ignores him. So Stanley crosses that, takes the rope off, and crosses it, and that's the worst thing he could do because. Uh, Bobby grabs him and picks him up with another bouncer, and they just bring him over to the curb and dump him right in the water, right in the puddle. They dropped him from a considerable height. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> you know, that hurt me. Um, so yeah, so just as just as he get dropped, a, a limo pulls up and fucking douses him in water, and it's none other than Tina coming out because she's you know a singer. She's performing at the Coco. Uh, tonight and she recognizes him and they have a co- quick conversation but you know he's not looking his best <laughs> he's covered in water yeah. and stains and you know the valet pulls up the loner so uh nothing goes as it should so it's typical stanley you feel bad for him um you know and uh his last line to her is you know he's leaving in the loner because you drive up in a porsche <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, you know, yeah you leave with this you know um yeah, so, you know, Stanley's just a lovable loser. What are you going to do? Um, we move to the bridge. He's driving across the bridge on his way home, uh, and dejected, and the fucking loner just dies. Um, he gets out, and he gets, I guess he gets burned or electrocuted. I'm not sure, but something happens. <laughs> he jumps back, and he kicks the car, and the thing just falls apart. Like the fucking yeah. bumper comes <laughs> off. And, and all the that's wheels your, pop That's off. your first. Yeah. It's very yeah, cartoony. It's- Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. very Looney Tunes, like fucking the axles crack in half. Like, I love that scene, man. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's great. So so he's just completely dejected. He walks over to the edge of the bridge, and he starts looking out over the water, the river, or whatever fucking is the swamp. It's awful. Um, he spots what he thinks is a guy's body. You know, he's floating in the water, so he, you know. Yeah, let's talk about that. 
Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> it look, doesn't at look all. like a person no. at yeah. all. Nope, not at all. It's just a bunch of seaweed covered shit. But yeah, I remember like as a kid seeing that. I'm like, what? I don't see. Where's the fucking face? Where's the person no. at all? And then we, yep. we watched it again, and it was like I think we streamed it, and it's like as high deaf as it can be, and we're like, it still doesn't look. Yeah, good. it's like kind of. Nope. There's like you can mistake maybe like a nose, like, nothing, like a maybe an outline, but you're like, no way. It looks like shit. It looks like yep. trash. Trash bag. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Basically, yeah, it was fucking Jetsam and Flotsam. That's all it was. <laughs> Who's going to be like, I'm just going to jump in here because there's a human. I'm like, no, I don't go. Like, like fuck him, he's dead. Uh, somebody, like, I don't go <laughs> through like digging. <laughs> I, I walk past a dumpster. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a person in there. Oh, never mind. <laughs> he's like, was, hold on, RJ, I'm coming. It has to be on fire. Yeah. Right. Right. And maybe it'd piss on. <laughs> oh, shit. Also, maybe. Are we, are, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Damn, just are, take are a we, shot. Are we to infer, too, that, that Stanley was going to kill himself? That's what I, I don't think so. I, I, no. No. No, no, no. I don't think so. Ha- having at least, like, sad. contemplating, like, my life is pretty bad. You know? No, exactly. <laughs> basically, the, the 1994 version of FML. Like, he, you know, he's like, fuck my <laughs> life. Um, again, me being able to relate to his psyche, <laughs> no, he he wasn't he wasn't in that frame of mind. He was just yeah, he was just fuck my life. Um, so in any case, he 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 envisions a man he's going to save. Um, you know, and not even that. I mean, he, he's genuinely concerned, and because that's just who he is. And he runs down and he dives in the water, and then he quickly realizes it ain't a guy; it's a fucking bunch of debris and seaweed. Um, and then. You know, suddenly realizes that the head, quote, head of this guy is the mask um, covered in a little bit of seaweed. The mask that was released from the from the chest earlier in the movie. Um, so he's looking at the mask and it's, it's actually glimmering in his hand. You know, it's very seductive in, in its power. And um, he almost puts it on when he hears the cops up on the bridge saying, hey, what are you doing down there? <laughs> and I love his response. I'm looking for my uh, my mask. I found it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the cops just let him go. So. Super creative guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, quick on his feet, man. I'm like, cool. He's covered in crap and garbage. <laughs> just wet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it's a that. Of night. He's kid. in the fucking river, and the cops are fine with that. Yeah. Like, kind why of does he even fucking care in the first place? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it was more because the car is abandoned in the middle of the bridge, and they just yeah. investigate. Not that, just abandoned; it's you know? in multiple pieces. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, How did this said, happen that's so not quickly? My car. Like, it's yeah. the beginnings uh-huh. of a junkyard just on the bridge. Yeah. Can you right. Your- <laughs> we drove by here an hour ago when there was nothing here, and now you're right. There's a junkyard on the bridge. So Yeah, and if you put a mask on, it'll look like RJ's sitting on the bridge. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Damn it. He's not even here I'm to do my back. He can't even defend himself. Joe's fucking target well, pip is in, very, in very fairness, sighted right he's, now. He's not on the other show ever to defend himself either. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <true. laughs> wow. All right. Rapid fire, man. Boom. Uh, just got a bead on his ass. He's not <laughs> exactly. even looking here. Bam. Exactly. It's like, woo! He's getting shot in the ass every and two seconds. The worst part is he's not even going to listen to this. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> not. <That> fucker. No. <laughs> It'll be years. <laughs> what the fuck did you say about me? <laughs> exactly. We'll be slapping canes at each other because we'll be 200 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> virtually. Doug, I'll, I'll tell you about it when I catch up with you in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so all right yeah so stanley grabs a mask and he heads home uh he lives in an apartment building so you know we see him uh walking in he's sloshing up the stairs because he's soaking wet 
Um, he's trying to be quiet because he's passing his landlady's apartment. <laughs> I love her yeah. name. Mrs. Peenman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that name, but it made me laugh in 94, and it makes me fucking crack up today. <laughs> Peenman. So, <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's so good. So, yeah, of course, you know, he's creeping by, but Mrs. Peenman's got super hearing, so she fucking flies out, and uh, she just lays into him. She's brutal. He's all over him for fucking up her new carpet. And, uh, you know, he he almost tells her off. But, you know, nice guy Stanley, he backs off and he just yeses her to death and lets her go back in her room. Um, after she leaves, he's got another great line. Aren't you due back in the laboratory to get your bolts tightened? <laughs> 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 you know, and he says, I should have said that, you know, because he just yeah, yeah, he yeah. can't bring himself to do it, you know. Um he goes in the apartment, and we meet Milo, his dog. The fucking dog is, you know, half the star of the show. Yeah, that's um, a great man. dog. Such a cool dog, little dog Jack is Russell. The best, best actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell you. And apparently, he was a fuckface on set. Like a lot of that shit had a, a lot of the scenes that he's in. There's a lot of improvisation on Carrie's part because the dog acted like a dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that a little later. But he was a bit of a dick. That dog. Um, well, that dog's probably dead now. So uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? He got, he, he got <laughs> what he deserved. He, he just called a fucking dead something a dick. <laughs> I know. I know. And Have Kyle, you know, it's it's funny because that's something I think about when I watch old movies. Like that, I know the animals are fucking dead. It kills me every time, but you're right. You nailed it. Yeah, that little fucker's dead. <laughs> well, <No>. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> little sunshine to every yeah, conversation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so, yeah. Jim Carrey and uh, Cameron Diaz are the only surviving cast members in this movie. I know. Movie. That's true. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> true. Did the dog kill himself, too? Jeez. Yeah. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> okay, sorry. Moving on. Look at I'm a ray of fucking walking sunshine. Yes, that's what I am. I'm here to spread the mirth and cheer. Jurassic Bark. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that comes later, dude. There's a definitely what I thought was a, not a reference to that, but definitely a coincidence or a link to that one. We'll get to that. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, we meet, we meet Milo. He, the, the dog digs catching Frisbees. Um, he's real good at it. Jack Russell's in general are, and, and Milo's a fucking star at catching Frisbees. Um, we also see basically what sets the tone for this movie, and we, we've already talked about the fact that it's basically one big cartoon. Um, you know, looking around Stanley's apartment, you know, we see a lot of references to cartoons. We see VHS tapes, you know, to old fucking, you know, uh, old cartoons and animation cells on the wall and things yeah, like that. So Tex Avery's yeah, pillow, throw pillow on the couch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, there's a lot going on there and we, we know what Stanley's love is, you know, the guy loves animation and stuff. You know, we even catch a 1994, also near and dear to my heart, the computer on his desk is an old gateway computer. Oh, yeah. I, I had fucking one of those. I with had like, a gateway too. You know, t- it came fucking, with the Weezer Buddy Holly video. Yeah, like four, <laughs> two megs of RAM. And yes, the Buddy Holly video, you're right. But that two megs of RAM. Space and space pinball 3D. Right. And a 486 <laughs> processor and shit. So anyway, yeah, we see that on the desk. I'm like, I had one of those. Son of a bitch, the cow box. It's, yep. <laughs> I was waiting for that cow box. The cow box. That's what we used to call it. The cow box yeah. is coming. Um, yeah, so 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 Stanley pops in a tape and he 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 watches uh, some clips from an old old cartoon. It's the Wolf at the Club, and you know obviously that's a precursor to what's to come. Um, you know we watch the Wolf, you know doing the Wolf things. He's howling, his fucking tongue's coming out, all sorts of shit. Um, Mrs. Peenman, <laughs> she loses her shit again because they live next door to each other and it's too loud. So. Um, 
you know, it's interesting. He's watching a VHS, but he just takes a remote and changes the channel. <laughs> but hey, you know, it works for the movie. Um, She's like, turn those cartoons down. It's like he knows it, he's watching cartoons. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> she knows everything, you know. So she. Like, oh, he, I'll change it to Ben Stein. How about that? Yeah. yeah. He changes the channel. So, Go yeah, Joe. Mellow. Change pace yep. here. Exactly. It's quiet now. There's no fucking crazy music in the background. Uh, roll it, Joe, if you're still with us. So, Dr. Newman, you're saying that everybody wears a mask? That's correct, Wendy. We all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. We suppress the id, our darkest desires, and adopt a more socially acceptable image. Well, the book is, of course, The Masks We Wear by Dr. Arthur Newman. Thank you so much for being with us today. What's the matter with you? What is it? What are you looking for, huh? You like this thing? You like it? The masks we wear. That's correct, Wendy. We all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. Oh, exactly, like, exactly. Especially for eight-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. You don't know how many people I annoyed with, with smoking and yeah. P-A-R-T-Y because I got us. Yes. Yeah. Although a line I didn't repeat, which comes up later on, is uh, I'm going to spread your pate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, dude, your that pate. whole thing. I, don't worry. We got that clip. We got that clip lined up. Oh, Holy damn. fuck, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of visuals, obviously, in that clip we played that you can't translate. But you know, it's it's uh, Stanley's first time putting the mask on, and he turns into the mask. That's what we'll call him going forward when he's got that thing on. Um, so yeah, he's he's now the mask, and you know, we sort of get our first feel of that swing music that plays a prominent role in the movie. And Brian, you and I talked about this offline about how the fact that it basically is part of the swing revival that yeah, movie the in the '90s. 90s. Um, that and the movie Swingers, you know, later on the movie Swingers, yeah. obviously based on the title and, and the movie itself, it it sort of brought that swing music to the forefront more. I definitely, definitely dug it. I still do. Definitely, yeah, um, like that swing revival, kind of like that old old Cherry school. Cherry Poppin' Daddy, Zoot yeah. Riot. Yeah, exactly, definitely. exactly. So, um, so yes, yeah, so we hear that music, and you know, so uh, Stanley's got the mask on. He is now the mask. Um, so we jump out to. 
the hallway where he's got that big yellow zoot. Is it the yellow zoot suit at this point? No, no he's, just he's, a, he's uh, more right, of like yeah. a... Right, you know, like yes, a, it's the robe. It's the smoking it's like, jacket. It's the smoking jacket. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Kind of so, yeah, and that makeup, that the, you know, right. the makeup they did for him is fucking incredible. Like the prosthetics yeah. still hold up in a big way. Absolutely. Yeah, the big the chicken porcelain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it could... Like bathroom tiles. Yep, yep. A couple of things about that too is that originally when he was in the mask uh makeup there wasn't there weren't many speaking scenes because of those teeth yeah. they didn't expect jim carrey to be able to talk in them but he taught himself to talk and and talk correctly with those fucking teeth damn so uh, that made it for sure because it made oh it absolutely like a different personality it was huge and and, he, and the mm-hmm. go ahead sorry he had he had so much facial like features yes. for all the prosthetics that he had he was able to yeah. make it work with his eyes, with his teeth, with everything. Yeah. Was like so funny, like so cartoony, like a real life cartoon. Yes, a hundred percent. And and the director even he he came out afterwards and said, you know, he 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 stated that Carrie saved the studio and him so much money on on CG because of the flexibility of his body, his mannerisms, the way like Brian you said with his facial movements and such, he was able to pull off a lot of shit that they otherwise would have had to do with CG. Yeah. So he saved them a shit ton of money. Besides the he, he got paid shit for it. he got paid like four hundred fifty k for the whole movie. Um, so Damn. they saved on that, well, and they saved on money. The, what's that? It's, that's nineties money though. So. No, but even so, you know, big <laughs> stars kidding. back then were making millions anyway. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you know. But yeah, he saved them a shit ton of money. So he, he's a fucking genius, that guy. Um, so yeah, he's out in the hallway, and he, he's trying to creep by uh, Mrs. Peenman's uh, apartment. Um, and he's doing a good job of it until a fucking animated alarm clock jumps out of his pocket, which makes <laughs> yeah. sense because, again, it's a big cartoon. It's a damn just one long cartoon. So this alarm clock jumps yeah. out of his pocket and starts bouncing around the hall. He's trying to catch Making it. He can't catch it. And shit. Exactly. It's just doing what a fucking animated alarm clock would do, you know? Um, and, and the mask just pulls out this gigantic fucking wooden sledgehammer. <laughs> oh, it's so well, like some of the the things, like he's not even talking; he's just making noises and yes. like, face feet, like you know, like yep. expressions. Yep. It's like very like Mr. Bean esque. Where it's like, yes, yes, exactly, yes. He's exactly. Like, he's like, oh, <laughs> he's like doing all this stuff, and it's it works so like oh it's yeah, so so great. That's why we were laughing. It's like, oh my god, yes. we know it's coming up. And he pulls exactly. out the hammer. This is so stupid. <laughs> Starts dumb. smashing holes in walls and floors. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. He finally lines that lines that clock up and flattens it. You know. Yeah. Uh, but it's too late because Mrs. Peeman opens the door, and it's such a great fucking just a great showdown between the two of them. Cause she's got a green facial mask on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she fucking screams. <laughs> and he screams, and the fucking eyes, the cartoon eyes bug out yeah. just like you would expect them to because he's a fucking cartoon. Um, so she just fucking screams. And she, but you know, uh, the thing is, man, she don't take no shit, Mrs. P. Because oh, she's like, she screams, but instantly turns around for the fucking uh, the 12 gauge. Yeah. And, and she whips that shotgun around, and, and he just follows that cartoon suit, man. He starts ping-ponging around the fucking hallway she's she's laying shots down and she's missing him because he just keeps like fucking ping-ponging like a like a goddamn rubber ball a super ball yeah a super you know? ball was well, she had a double barrel but she shoots like four rounds yeah. i know it was great she's yeah. like she's like yep. annie oakley over there yeah. just <laughs> loading them up fastest load in the west yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly 
And uh, yeah, so he he ping pongs his way down the fucking Super Bowls his way down the hallway and ends up flying out the window. Um, so you know we we watch as he falls to the ground and you know it's it's obvious at this point that, that he just he lands and flattens himself just like a cartoon man. He's a like cartoon a pancake, character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pancake right in the fucking pavement, you know. Um, and he has to peel himself off. He pulls his arm up first and he uses his, his hand to pull his head up and you know. He, yeah. he cracks wise. I forget what he says, but look, Ma, I'm roadkill. Yeah, there you go. Yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's those fucking, laughs that, that seal great. the deal. He's like exactly. breaking the fourth wall by talking to the camera. Yes, it's great. yeah, exactly. That was a big part and, too. Yeah, and a CGI, you know, I mean, it's it's not perfect, but it definitely holds up Damn. better than a lot of the movies from this era. This was yeah. ILM, right? Like this was like super expensive for the yeah. time. Yeah, it was. So, and I think it holds up because it's supposed to be cartoony. So yeah. You see yes. Something yes. like all oh, these weird effects. The colors don't have to be exact, you know. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, he's cartoony as the mask. I'm like, that I think is an excuse that they weren't planning. I'm like, oh, in 30 years, are they going to plan yes. this? I'm like, it totally works. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, that, you know, this shows how far CG had come because, you know, I off air, I, I had mentioned uh, Roger Rabbit. And, yeah, that's probably, I think it's 10 years before, eight years before this movie. Mm-hmm. But that does not hold up well, and it's the same style. It's the it's the whole same theme and style. But it did not. It does not hold up well CG wise. So you can mm-hmm. see how far things had come even to '94 when this movie was released. Because uh, you guys are right. I mean, it, it, it's it's beautiful to look at. It still is, you know, to this day. So, um, so yeah. So you know, he pulls himself off the pavement. He drops that that fucking roadkill line, which is great. Um, <laughs> you know, he. He he gets up just in time to almost be hit by a car, and there's some guy waving his hands at him. That that guy was not a very good actor. He was very bad. Yeah. <laughs> He's waving his arms, and you know the mask reaches into his pocket. He pulls out this tiny little bicycle horn. And well, what he, what he does, the guy's honking his horn. He's like, right. The line is like, I think someone's trying to communicate. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Horn that exactly. says "squeeze gently," and he squeeze squeezes gently. the shit exactly. out of it with the and biggest shit-eating grin. Yeah, <laughs> just blows the fucking windows out. This guy's hairy, you know, is is just straight back. It's the l- biggest, loudest auga that you yes. can get. <laughs> with like the a, whole mouth coming tongue, out of the yeah, out of the horn, <laughs> and it just blows the guy's like hair and everything. The windows are blown out, and the guy just drives off. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. But then he blows um, like oh a, yeah, <laughs> blows like a gun. That was so funny. Yes. So I knew that line was coming. Somebody's trying to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> so I need a I need a horn to get this guy. Yeah, it was so good. Um, so yeah, he he takes care of that guy. Guy drives off, sort of bewildered and totally flustered. <laughs> like, what the fuck um, happened? He's like, All right? right. So he's you know he's strutting down he's strutting down the street. Uh, the mask is and you know. Then he is almost instantly confronted by, you know, a group of thugs, just, you know, troublemakers. And, you know, they start like the cartoony thug. Oh, it's 100 percent. It was so great. You know, they ask him, do you have the time? And he pulls out a a watch or something. And I read that um, originally they cut it from the movie and it's not even it can't even be found any extras or anything. But that there was a scene earlier where he's he as Stanley is confronted by this group of thugs and they steal his watch. And it's oh. tied. It's tied to the scene where he comes in the apartment building, and Mrs. Peenman asks him, "Do you know what time it is?" And he says, "No, I don't." It's because oh, he doesn't have his watch. Oh shit! But they cut. Yeah, they cut that scene, 
and again, it doesn't appear anywhere, but that's you know from from studio notes and stuff that actually happened. Um, so, that's so yeah, because so, yeah, there's so much like revenge porn in this movie that yes. it makes sense, you know, that he was slighted exactly, by this. exactly. Yeah, but the, you know this, what? This, I think this. that I think that it was probably smart to take that out because yeah, you're right about the revenge porn thing, but too much of it would be overkill, and they got the point across that he has this ability. Yeah, the way the, they did it. The the sodomy was enough later on, you know. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Muffler <laughs> sodomy. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, yeah, so he confronts these thugs. He runs down the alley to sort of basically lure them down the alley. And uh, we get this scene. So, Joe, hit it. <laughs> I'd like to do something for you, son. We have a giraffe. There you go, son. Now get out of here. You're bothering. Wow. <laughs> no. Sorry, wrong pocket. Uh. For you, son. <laughs> a little body English. A French poodle. Sorry, son, the dog was rabbit. Hadn't put it down. And last but not least, my favorite. <laughs> A superhero! I can fight crime, protect the innocent. Quick for world peace! But first... Yeah. So, so this is definitely like the proto-Deadpool, you know, with yeah. all the like yes. fourth wall yeah. breaking. Yeah. And I was exactly. literally just thinking the same thing. Yeah. But man, like, I, joke after I, I, joke, just boom. Yeah, and and I know we brought up the used condom thing. I've been waiting to talk about this because, man, oh, man. But I didn't realize that there was a squishy sound effect as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Like, I was so enthralled by the fact that he pulled it out, and I was like, oh, that's clearly used condom. That's weird. But yeah. to, to hear wrong just pocket. the audio now, and, yeah, wrong pocket, but to be followed with <laughs> clearly like a folly guy going like, like, <laughs> oh, it's too much. And <laughs> that just... A quick succession of all these jokes, which is like, you know, exactly. the, the, the dog, you know, poodle one. Sorry, okay, the dog was rabbit. Had to put him out. And he goes like, pulls out the gun, yeah. wrong pocket. And then he goes, "Hey, can yes. you bother me? Get the hell out of here!" I know. <laughs> just constant boom, boom, boom. And then yeah. he's like licking the top. Yeah. The, oh man, the, the, the <laughs> full length of that thing. <laughs> just yep. the top yep. of oh, it's so man. funny. And that uh, uh, that kind of joke was total Jim Carrey's ad lib. He did so that while they were filming that. He didn't tell anybody. He just did I it. I hope he didn't fill it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but no. yeah, he just did it, and they left it in. Uh, what was this movie funny. rated? Like, I, PG, how did they it? get it was PG thirteen? I think was it? Yeah, this yeah. was a thir- I think thirteen was available at the time. So 
Because, you know, there was a time when 13 didn't exist in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I'm tr- yeah, PG-13 this was. But this was just uh, a movie yeah, that, like, my parents... There was like, a time parents... in your lifetime where movies didn't exist. <laughs> parents let me watch this. I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yes, these Joe, are talkies, I love you. Doug. Yeah, yeah the talkies. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so the last line in that clip is, is, is uh, the mask saying, but first... <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. he's got revenge on his mind. Um, he needs to go take care of Bert Nerve because um, he's still pissed at them. Uh, so we see him heading towards uh, the old Ghostbusters firehouse to, you know, basically have a conversation with Bert Nerve. And uh, he goes inside and he's carrying two mufflers <laughs> with him. pipes, pipes and mufflers, not just the muffler, but the muffler yeah, yeah. on its pipes. Um, and the pipe you know, is important. Yeah. Yes. Exa- oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, we don't see what happens, but we know it's fucking brutal. <laughs> we see yeah. the aftermath a little bit later on. Like, busts in, and, like, you know, I think it's wind is going on. He's like, hold on to your lug nuts. It's exactly. time for an overhaul. <laughs> and then you, all you hear are these, like, cartoon noises of, like, springs. Like, boink, boink. Yep. Like, oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, um, so, yeah, that was fucking great. <laughs> Um, the next morning. So now we're at the next morning. Uh, Stanley wakes up and he, he's thinking the whole thing was a dream and he, he drops the line of, I got to lay off the cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. he realizes the whole night was a cartoon, you know, a living cartoon. And he thought it was a dream. Um, so very shortly after he wakes up, you get a knock at the door. Uh, and we meet Lieutenant Mitch Calloway, uh, played by Peter Riegert. Uh, his biggest claim to fame was Boone in Animal House. Um, Please tell me he's still alive. Yes, he is. All he, right. He, uh, you know, he is still alive. He had some serious, serious mental health issues for a while. Um, around the Sopranos, because he, he also played in, in, in uh, a, a state representative in Jersey that, that was on the take uh, from Tony um, in the Sopranos. And he definitely had some serious mental health issues, but he's doing well. He's good. He's still acting and stuff. So, yeah, we didn't lose him yet. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, you know, from the city precinct, he's investigating last night's disturbance in the hallway with Mrs. Peenman. Um, you know, Stanley immediately gets panicky and fucking guilt ridden and, and, you know, Kellaway smells this. So he, he knows, you know, there's something going on here and he better investigate further. Um, and then the, you know, he, uh, Kellaway describes the issue that, you know, the, the disturbance and. You know, when Stanley gets panicky, he goes, he turns around and half whispers, it's impossible. And Kellaway's response is, those pajamas are impossible. This is, this actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) They're like nautical themed. Yeah, not just hideous nautical themed shit. Disgusting. Like wearing like pajamas. Child's pajamas. pajamas. (laughs) When I go to bed, I need to change my pajamas. (laughs) Who the fuck wears pajamas? He's a pajama guy. Costume change. As much as I can relate to Stanley, I never wore pajamas like that. Fuck no, even when I was a kid. Um, so, so yeah. So I mean, you know, Kellaway's on to him. Um, you know, and 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 we jump to the the point where Stanley realizes he's late for work. He sees the clock. Kellaway leaves. He sees the clock and he shits himself because he's late. Um, he asks Milo to find the keys, and the dog. Damn, the dog finds the keys. <laughs> you know, Stanley's getting ready. He's getting his clothes on real quick, and fucking Milo finds the keys. He won't give them up. Um, and that's part of the that's part of the dog's fuckface acting is that dog would never let shit go, like yeah. the frisbees or anything. You had to fight him to get this shit back. Um, so yeah, so he gets the keys, and you know, at the last minute he looks at the mask, and you know he still thinks it's a dream, kinda. 
uh, he throws the mask out the window and doesn't realize that it boomerangs right back in the other window as he's leaving. So the mask oh. is definitely attached to him. It will not, you know, it will not let yeah. him go. Um, so we cut to the garage uh, to the aftermath of the, uh, you know, lug nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Bert, <laughs> Bert Nerver being wheeled out. They're on their stomachs on the gurneys and they've got the full pipe and mufflers sticking out their asses. <laughs> yeah. On this week's episode of Just Surprise Me. Yeah, they're flying the flag, baby. They're flying that fucking muffler flag, I'll tell you that. Um, Let me get a proctologist on standby. (laughs) We need your best proctologist. Best one you can find, he says. What, the two in the city? Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, so as they're being wheeled away, the reporters are surrounding, um, you know, Kellaway and and his... his, uh, you know, police officers and, you know, Peggy Brandt, who's played by Amy Yazbek. Um, the only thing I knew her from was Robin Hood Men in Tights. She played Maid Marian in that. Which yep. is, that's a great fucking Mel Brooks yeah. movie, too. Um, you know, <laughs> she asked Kellaway, this looks like a mob hit or a, or a mob revenge. <laughs> Kellaway's like, well, look, she solved the case, like real sarcastically. <laughs> He's so good. I love Peter Rieger. Um so, but she, you know, he shoes all the reporters away and she sneaks around and she gets into the, we see her going into the garage. She's going to do her investigative reporting. Um, we jump to the bank. Stanley walks in. He's late. The manager, who is the, you know, his, his father owns the bank. So, you know, he's the manager. He gets to chew out uh, Stanley for being late. Stanley apologizes, blah, blah, blah. That's all that shit. Um you know, Stanley and Charlie talk about last night's mix-up, you know, because Charlie did try to look for him, didn't realize what happened. Um, and, you know, Stanley's hung, St- Stanley is still hung up on Tina. Uh, you know, he, he's infatuated with her. Charlie tries to get him to forget her. He, you know, he tries to talk him down off the ledge, but he can't help it. Um, then the reporter, Peggy, she shows up at the bank because uh, in her snooping at the garage, she saw the receipt for the, for the Accord or the Civic, pardon me. Uh, so she wants to ask Stanley some questions. Um, he's evasive about it because he knows what happened. He doesn't want to talk about it. Um, and he finally puts two and two together and realizes that she is the Ask Peggy columnist who he sent a letter into a year ago entitled Nice Guys Finish Last. <laughs> um, so, you know, they hit it off in sort of a cute way. They flirt a little bit and she, you know, she reassures him that there's plenty of women out there that want to find a nice guy. Um, we move now to uh, Nico's office, and Nico is the boss. He's the, he's the Don of, of uh, Edge City. Um, he's, you know, practicing golf on a driving sim. Uh, in 94, that was cutting-edge shit, let me tell you. What he did, what's <laughs> what it, he 20 had, yeah. yards is what he gets yeah, on the first one? Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was cutting-edge stuff, man. It didn't have any fake grass or anything on the screen. It just had a cross, and you had to aim for the middle, <laughs> you know, and that was it. So, um you know, Nico's crew brings in Dorian because um, Nico's pissed at him. Um, and they pretty much basically dump him on the floor there, lay him down in front of Nico. And, you know, Nico's asking him about the shit that's going on in the club. Dorian's playing his games, and Nico doesn't like it, so he puts a fucking tea in his mouth. And uh, he takes another swing, and, uh, you know, he doesn't hit Nico. He doesn't hit Dorian, but you know, he gets a bloody lip because, you know, you put a tea in your mouth and you hit a ball off it, you're going to get a bloody fucking lip. Um, that's bound to happen. Um, Nico basically gives uh, Dorian a week to get out of town. Um, he's done with his shit, you know. 
Uh, hey, so, Doug, not to cut you off, but no, no, and, go ahead. And correct me if I'm wrong, but did a professional golfer actually get hired to hit this ball off this? Yeah, uh, I didn't check, but it had to be, man, because that's fucking crazy. It's almost well, yeah, like they really did it. You're right. He got 20 yards the first time, and then 200 yards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy's a fucking this guy's exactly. a virtuoso. Or off just of someone's exactly. face, <laughs> just not consistent. Or maybe that's the the, the little part that he needs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He needs the ball a little higher. <laughs> now, two, 200 yards is not that impressive of a drive. Well, no. He was using an iron. He wasn't using a Oh, a he was using iron. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that worked. <laughs> Driving should be over 300. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, definitely. but if, if I'm acting in this movie and they say, all right, for this scene, we're going to bring in a pro golfer. We're going to put the tee in your mouth for real, bounce the ball in there. I'm saying, fuck no, man. No, like, hell yeah. no. Hell no. <laughs> but it but looks. nose removed. It looks they made like they a, went uh, for it. Like a MythBusters-type rig setup, though, where it would like exactly hit a certain spot. Yeah, it could have been a robot arm or whatever. I had, you know, creative editing. Um, yeah. But it was cool mm-hmm. looking, and, and it scared the shit out of uh, Dorian for a little bit anyway. He's still going to go pull his shenanigans, but, you know, he's got a week to get out of town. Um, Nico's not fucking around. Uh, so we now jump to Stanley. He's in bed, and he's dreaming. Um, he's, he's dreaming a reimagined version of his last meeting with Tina at the club. Uh, you know, in this case, he's dr- he's dressed in the eyes. He's looking great, and you know the valet pulls up with the Porsche that he wish he had to impress yeah. her. <laughs> Tina and to Cameron Diaz's credit, man, it's fucking classic. She actually just goes full lick, like full fucking. Lick. She's licking the side of Jim Carrey's face like multiple times. Yep. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm sorry, I dug it. <laughs> it's Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Come on, 1994 Cameron Diaz. Holy shit, that would yeah. be great. Um, and then he wakes up to realize it's Milo licking him. <laughs> and one cool little tidbit I found was that in the scene on the dresser, there is a fucking jar of peanut butter with a knife in it. Um, that's the peanut butter they use. They spread it on Carrie's face and ears. So Milo would lick his face oh. <laughs> and they forgot to take it out of the scene. So, um, they just left it there. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I would think of like, uh, my old dog. He would just. He didn't give a fuck. He would just constantly just like wake me, wake me up by licking me in the face or whatever. <laughs> That's what it just reminded me of. Like that's probably one of my favorite. Maybe one reason why I also like the movie yep. so much. It remind, reminded me of, Her- of Herman so much. Uh, the dog would yeah. just did not give a fuck. He's like, I'm gonna lick your ear, your face, your, and then like, <laughs> oh, you know, I just got done licking my ass. Let me lick your, you know, your lip. <laughs> I'm like, bro, come yep, on. There you go. We're gonna share it. You and I, we love each other. Yeah. We're sharing the shit for real. Yeah. <laughs> 